and welcome to another episode of Wolves Weekly, exclusive to Wolves Radio. I'm Gemma Frith and I'm joined as usual by Mikey Burrows. Mikey, hello, how are you? Hello, Gem. I'm very well, thank you. Uh, international break has been a little bit dull, as it always is, because <laughs> we are desperate for Wolves to be back in action. And lots of our teams are going to be in action this weekend, so hopefully it's going to be a winning weekend for all of them. Yes, lots more to come. But as you said, we've just come back from the international break. So this week on Wolves Radio, we've got something a little bit different for you today. We are joined by a very special guest, the daughter of a Wolves legend. Now, this man spent his entire career here at Wolves, captained club and country, and was the first player ever in football history to reach 100 international caps. I'm talking, of course, about the one and only Billy Wright. And I'm thrilled to welcome his daughter, Vicky Wright, to Wolves Radio. Vicky, hello, how are you? Hey, Gemma, good morning. And, and hello, Mikey, too. Hello. I'm, I'm so excited <laughs> to be here. I've just got one question. Where's the Wolves colours behind you, Mikey? Oh, <laughs> I, I have them. Don't worry, you can't quite see. See, I'm in my office, so I've got a, di- a few different shirts. There is one behind me, and then is they're there? all kind of hanging around. Hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> got He's, a got a proof. Proof. He's got a proof. He's got some oh, shirts okay. there. Oh, I'm relieved. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind you saying that. Where's mine? I've got I've got it underneath my top. I've got a vest on. Yeah, we've got we've got our representing our wolves. Says I've got our wolves wolf sweatshirt on. Mikey's got the wolves hoodie on. We're all all got uh, all got our wolves gear on. And, yeah, for those that are listening on radio, <laughs> ready, to go, ready to go, fire away. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, Vicky. We're thrilled to have you here. Um, you have some must have some incredible memories and stories of your father, and hopefully we're going to delve into a couple of those today. Um, and then a little bit later on, we're going to be talking about your show that you've got coming up in Cannock in October, where you're presenting your father's Billy Wright life story but before we get on to him let's start with a bit of background on you first tell us about oh, yourself Vicky uh, big question <laughs> oh gosh, I didn't expect that question <laughs> how, much, how much research have you done <laughs> no. um, well I I am um, I, I, I was in a girl band so I was oh, um, one of one of three called the foxes and um, of course my mother was one of the Beverly sisters so we kind of followed on from from them yes. and um, and I had a wonderful, wonderful career. I couldn't have asked for more. We, we toured with all the best sort of comedians of, in the country. We had such adventures all over the world. And dad um, would always be there. He'd always, wherever Aww. we were, opening night, he'd be there in the audience, clapping louder than anybody else. So, but that was a long time ago now. Since then, <laughs> um, you know, we had, we all had children, which is wonderful. I've got a beautiful daughter, Kelly, which is actually the link into how I'm doing this story, oh, which is crazy, really. But shall I tell you that link yeah. and how it all happened? Yeah, of course. So Kelly um, was dad's first grandchild and um, he was so excited at the prospect of it. In fact, when the the stand was opened on that magical day, um, I was pregnant with Kelly. So I was feeling grotty. I was three months pregnant. I'd had my head out the window of the car all the way from, from oh, no. North London to Wolverhampton. And uh, but it was, it was such a wonderful night for dad. And so dad was on the pitch and I don't know if you've seen any footage of it, but the place is packed out and, um, and dad does his peach and I'm behind him with, with the, the Bevs and my sister and, and he does this speech where he said the, the, the honour and, and the, 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 I'm the proudest man in the world to stand here today and, and, and open my stand. He was so amazing, so humble, Gemma. You know, he, he was so humble that he said, why would they name a stand after me? He, you know, he was he was never he never got above his station. Yeah. So I'm behind him 
Sky News is there, you know, the Express and Star cameras are all there. We've got Midlands today. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm going to throw up. In <laughs> oh, no. You know, and so I whispered to that. He did his speech and I'm standing there. And you can see I look green. And then he, he said, <laughs> I'm going to now thank everybody. And, and I said, Dad, could you make it as big as you can? I said, I've got to get off. You know, <laughs> I, mean, I should have run off. I said, could you make it as big? He said, Dick, he said, I've just got to say my thank yous. <laughs> then he went three times around the entire ground, shaking oh. hands with every person <laughs> in the first three rows. But that was sad, and that's why he was so, and he's still so loved. You know, he was just one of the people. He was just Wolverhampton through and through, and that was one of the proudest days. So anyway, um, and what's what's nine takeaway three? Those many months later. I had my daughter and um, she was born and dad was the, just the happiest man alive. Aww. And the very strange thing that happened is that Jack, dad had a magical way with him. And I think anybody that met him, he was, that there was an aura about him, you know, he was gentle, but he carried this mantle of greatness, you know, with him in a, in a humble way never looked, never got to his head. He wasn't big headed and he was gentle. So when, I brought Kelly home and we were in, the, in Kelly's little nursery. It was a room. I mean, I haven't stopped talking just now. Imagine there's seven <laughs> of us. There was me, there was Teddy Babs, Joy, we're all around this little, little darling little thing and singing away. And the dad was just standing in the, in the corner, you know, mm. and I noticed, you know, and I said, dad, dad, I said, come on. I said, you've got to come and say hello. So we sort of parted and dad walked through like Jesus, you know, and he, he sort of bent <laughs> over Kelly and she looked up and they, and I swear, I go, I get goosebumps thinking about this moment. Mm. It was magical. And they locked eyes and they connected and he said, hello, Katie, I'm your great dad. And she looked and I swear, and this is, this is true. She gave him her first proper smile. Like, uh, so she was going to be 25, cut forward. She was going to be 25, and I thought, what can I do? I want to do something special for her birthday. And I just had this little idea. I thought, wouldn't it be nice if I could just do a compilation and a synopsis of his life, what he achieved, um, you know, professionally, and just home movies of, of her granddad with me? As, as she, and I thought that would be lovely, wouldn't it? She'd have that as a, as a gift. So yeah. I started to do it and research how he started, how he got his break with Wolves, um, and then how he got to be a captain of England, how that all came about. And well, within sort of three or four days, I thought, what? This is the most incredible story. I've got to do this on a bigger scale. So I put my heart and soul into it. And it took me just over two years to, to get Pathé news clips and quotes from people that he played with and, and interviews and then footage of him playing. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. And I, it, I put it all to music and with, and I did it at Molyneux on the September the 5th, I think it was 2019. And I was so nervous, but they let me have the Jack Hayward suite. So I had the backdrop of the pitch. Oh, incredible. It's amazing up there, isn't it? Isn't it amazing? (laughs) So I had the pitch and the the gold and the black in the background, the green grass, because dad's ashes are there on the, on the grass. That's where they, they, they put his ashes. And so he was with me the whole night. He was sort of there and it was a magical night. And I thought, well, I must do it again. And I got a few offers to do it in various places. And, and then COVID came along, knocked yeah, on all our doors. And so we were all locked away. So was the Billy Wright story. And now here we are. And I thought, well, I'm going to do it again. And. I thought, well, I'll be brave and I'm I'm going to do it at the Prince of Wales in Cannock, which is a 400-seater. <laughs> <laughs> so 
but you know it's selling really well it is selling really well so thank you everybody that's bought a ticket but everybody that hasn't and wants to i think there's about 90 90 left so we've got about four weeks to go no i'll shut up now it's your turn (laughs) no no it's incredible i mean i mean he has got such a fantastic story and it is brilliant hearing you speak about him as well it's so lovely i mean his name is is synonymous with wolves and i know that wolves has been a part of your life your whole life Um, and when you started sort of going through that journey of course there's there's pieces that 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 story that came long before i suppose even you were born Um, what is yeah. yeah i mean what is your uh earliest memory of wolves uh, yourself as a, as a child uh, that's a good question because don't forget dad retired when i was born so in mm. 1959 i'll let everybody know my age now that's not to show um, <laughs> sorry but, sorry for well, making you expose that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he, he stopped playing then so i have no memories of him playing um and then after that um he was just my dad and the only sort of um the thing I relate to of him being different was that we would always be stopped, you know, wherever we went on holidays and stuff, we'd be, me and my sister were so eager to get down to the beach or the swimming pool. And it would be very confusing as to why he'd have to keep stopping and talking to people. Why wasn't that happening to anybody else's dad? You know, come on, dad, let's just put it on. Can we just get to see? And, and of course, those days there was no cameras, no selfies. When there were no phones with, with selfies, but there were cameras. So that would take half an hour to get the lens on and the focus right and then wind on the film, you know. So we were, we were always having to wait. And Dad would never not sign an autograph and never not talk to somebody. And he gave everybody his time. So I realised he was he was different, but not really the, the, what he achieved as a footballer. Um, and But I'd go, my memory's more with Dad and Wolves more when I got older and he would take me to all the events that he'd go to because mum was very very busy with with the twins and doing her bed stuff and and I was I had such a lovely relationship with him I went as his plus one really so that's in every event that he did after dinner speaking or he was guest of honor at, at various things and that's when I got to walls and felt the love for him and it was like being with royalty really whenever I was with him up there you know, it's quite special. And I think, in that, I mean, it's it's just hard to imagine that still 30 years nearly since he's been gone, I'm still getting tweets and, and that statue still stands there like that representing what he, he was to the club. And I think, and I've said this before, I think the Wolves fans are the best in the world. I, I, I think dad, dad, yeah, dad always thought that. And I think even the youngsters, you know, who don't really remember him, uh, but they see that statue and they touch his boot for luck. They must know just from that, that he must have been something special to the club. There's one thing I wanted to ask you on that, Vicky, is the element of the, because the, listen, you've been around a lot of show business and a lot of fame in your family and in different mm-hmm. areas of your family. But do you ever look at the fame that your dad had as something completely different to general showbiz you mentioned you know walking down the beach and the way people would view him in in a different way I guess that's a really good point because well it was totally different and I think I think it's become less different I think sportsmen now are more sort of celebrities aren't they in in that way whereas then I think dad was the first man ever he was the first man ever to do a lot of things but to to sort of have this relationship and marriage to somebody in the showbiz world it, it sort of combined the two so First Posh and Bex, I guess, you know. Yeah, I was thinking that, yeah. Yeah, but he, um, no, he he was seen, I think he was seen as um, 
as more of a, of a hero in a way, rather than just a star. You know, he was a least called legend and, and, and from what he achieved and the first man in the world, all these, these things he achieved and him being carried on, on the, on the lad's shoulders when he, you know, he got the FA Cup and it was a different kind of, of so it wasn't even celebrity, I don't think. He was just a footballing hero, really. And, and, and mum was a, a, a big star. But they became as a couple more of a celebrity couple, you know? So he had to do both. He had to do both. I remember we did a TV um, with Cannon and Ball. And we did a, a little sketch and they thought it was a good idea to, to do um, all these Beverly's keep reproducing because there were the three Bevs and then there were three girls, me, Prevent and Sasha, the Foxes. And so the, the idea of the joke was that the, the final shot would be three, th every, every, every part of the stage was filled with threes <laughs> of everything. And they asked dad to dress up as, as a Beverly sister with Tommy and Bobby. So the three of them would come on. I mean, with a blonde wig and, and a pink satin trousers and the top. Asked the great Billy Wright to do it. <laughs> Did he think twice about it? Of course he didn't. He, ju again, just joined in with everything. I mean, he was then a, a kind of celebrity that was a guest on this. This There came Dad. I mean, he just he just got on with everything, Dad. He was one of the best examples of, of a human being you could get. And if I'm half the person that he, he was, I'm, then I'm doing okay. Well, I wondered how proud you are that a lot of people who talk about him and, and a lot of the... I don't want to say myths, but you know what I mean, of, of the story is about the humility that he had, that everyone talks about that he used to get on the bus and, and, get, and get the bus to games. And he was a very visible figure. Yeah, he, he found out that he was going to be captain of England from the bus conductor on the tram. Oh, my goodness. No way. Absolutely. She came over and said, Billy, congratulations. And he said, what? She's heard it and seen it in the paper or something before he'd actually been told. That is, it's unbelievable, wow. but it's a true story. So very different times. And he, he got so excited. He got off and left his ham. He had he had a, a, a ham, apparently. And he left it on the <laughs> He was so excited to run home to tell his his, his mum. Yeah. yeah, so many stories, I tell you. I didn't know how to edit it. That was my problem, is to, which stories do I include and which ones don't I? But I've tried to get the balance right so that there's enough about his footballing career that's accurate, by the way, because my brother is a sports journalist, so he covered everything that I did. I got every year that, that he got this yeah. and got that. And did, that's all factually correct. And then the other side of it, um, I've tried to bring the human side, which, of course, being his daughter and growing up with him, no one else can tell that story. So I know the funny little bits and pieces that were <laughs> happening behind the scenes, you know, plus some of the harder times in his life yeah. that not everybody knows. But he was human and he had ups and downs and highs and lows and a couple of battles that I talk about in in the show. Um, and it's, so there's a bit of everything, you know, there is a bit of everything in it. And um and then my partner, um, Bobby Davro, I don't know if you heard of him, it's probably before yes, your time. Of well. course. But he's there, he's gonna be doing the question and answers with me in a little spot in the middle. So he brings chaos and mayhem to it and comedy. So it's 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 a very <laughs> varied evening, but it's a room full of love, full of we laugh and we cry and and celebrate just this wonderful Wolverhampton legend I have to say but my dad, <laughs> my dad. <laughs> well yeah I'm sure you have so many magical magical stories and um uh, yeah I wish we could speak on here forever but I don't also want to spoil some of those stories that you're gonna they're gonna yeah, keep to the show yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um but 
can you try and give us give us a sneak peek? Is there a story about that he might have told you about his time at Wolves, about during his football career? Did he ever tell you anything that he got up to while he was in a in an old golden black shirt? Well, do you know what? Doug was very well behaved. I think there's no sort of there was no scandalous stuff. He it was all it was all um, you know. Dad never had a girlfriend before he met Mum. He was so um, dedicated, and he ate, breathed, and slept uh, football and wolves. You know, he was in bed at ten. It was only when he went to the Palladium um, to see because they Walter Winterbottom, who was the manager of England at the time, used to take the lads to to for an evening before the match to relax them, and they'd usually go to the Palladium in London. And mum and the twins were, were there supporting Danny Kay at the time. So I spoke to Ron Flowers before I did the last show. And Ron said, I've got a great story about that one, Vic. He said, um, I sat next to Bill in the audience when we were watching. And your mother came on, he said, with, with, the, with the girls. And there they were. And all Billy's you know, um, stoicism and all the way he handled himself as a, as a man and as a footballer dedicated. He went to jelly. He said he completely... <laughs> Everything changed. He was che- his cheeks flushed, and he was shaking, and he was looking at this woman. And, and Ron said, "We all ribbed him on the, on the coach on the way back. We all had a go at him, and he would absolutely teased him relentlessly." Anyway, Ron said to me, "You know what, though, Vicky? Six months later, typical Billy, he proved us all wrong and married her." <laughs> <laughs> so that was a nice story from Ron Flowers. You know, he witnessed yes. when Dad sort of his world changed, really. Um, but other things, I don't know. There's a wonderful little story about because um, recently, obviously, in the in the souvenir brochure after losing uh, a queen, um, one of the first pictures I saw was was him and him and Her Majesty, yeah. the Queen and Dad, when she presented him the the FA Cup. But she wasn't Queen then. I think she was still Princess Elizabeth. And um, and there it was in in this wonderful brochure. But that again, and it reminded me because I had a few um, calls from the press saying, you know, do you remember anything? Uh, did he ever talk about it? Well, Dad never really had a chance. <laughs> you can imagine, <laughs> you didn't really get the chance. But he wasn't a show off, so he he didn't. We only found out little nuggets by. Um, like we had, we used to have Sunday lunches together. It was a real special day, so all of us were there. Plus my 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 nana, um, who made the lunch, and Dad was always in the other room watching the match of the day. And then he'd come in, carve the, the joint, you know, and then we'd all sit down. And this one Sunday, I remember, after the the match had finished, um, it was a 007, you know, a Bond movie came on, and Sean Connery was on. So Dad sort of said to Mum. Oh, look, he said, oh, it's your favourite, your favourite's on, Sean Connery. And so mum went, oh, yes. He said, you know, what? I remember, you. I remember when you danced with Sean Connery. Do you remember when we were at the palace and you danced with Sean Connery? And then and then mum went, yeah, I do remember that, actually. She said, but also don't worry about anything, Bill. She said, do you remember you were dancing with the Queen at the time? So you can't have a go <laughs> oh, at me. Yes. And there was this moment where we all just went, what did you say? <laughs> Like, oh, you know. But it, we only got little snippets like oh that my when he slipped up, you know. So and I was able to tell that story. So when you see that picture, and he was a great royalist. He he was he was so you know proud of his England place. He'd stand there upright with his hand on his heart when the when the national anthem was played. And if we were anywhere, he'd always say, "Come on, girls, stand up, stand up," you know. So there's so there are so many stories. I don't I could go on till next Christmas. Well, yeah, I mean. 
<laughs> I mean, he's he's not just a part of, of Wolves history. He's part of, of British history. You now, of course, captaining his country, yeah, you know, yeah. meeting the Queen. Yeah. You know, we watched that footage just a few weeks ago, of course, unfortunately, with her with her passing. Um, yeah. I mean, was Wolves and, and England, was Wolves sort of like a, a big part of his life right the way um, until oh. the end? Absolutely. It was absolutely. If you if you cut his arm like that, there'd be golden black running through his veins. Honestly, he he went he he went and every um, reserve match he used to drive up from from North London um, to see the young lads play right, right up until he was set, you know nearly seventy. Um, he just loved that club and and any little function he'd do, he'd give all his caps to charities there. You know, as long as it was helping Wolves. Um, when Jack Hayward came along and put that money into the ground, oh my God, Dad and Dad and Sir Jack had a wonderful friendship because Sir Jack thought of Dad as an idol. He used to go through the turnstiles and watch Dad play. So for Jack, it was um, a thrill to, to do all this for Billy. And um, yes, but Billy, because Wolves were in a real bad way, weren't they? So mm. Dad, Dad's one of Dad's constant mantras was, "I just want to see them great again." I just want to see them great again, you know. And so when Jack made that ground like that, Dad thought, here we go. This is going to be the new start. So, yeah, and, and he, but what he would have thought of that that statue, goodness me, oh, if he was, he was thrilled about the stand, can you imagine? And you know what I'd love to have done, and I say this in, in the show, is that um, Dad's mother died when he was 13. And she, she she knew that he was a talented little footballer, uh, but she was a huge Wolverhampton Wanderers supporter. You know, she loved yeah. the team. And um, and just can you imagine if if she I could have her back for for an hour, and and I take her to Waterloo Road and just put the blindfold over her eyes, and then when the sun was shining, I take that off. Can you imagine and just say, "This is your little little lad." Oh, what wow. he did. Quite amazing, oh, that's amazing! It? Yes, it's quite emotional actually. <laughs> you said yeah. that is, yes, you know really, I mean? really special, really special. I wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask you, Vicky, on that uh, that element of legacy, I guess, and and how important it is to do things like you're doing because you know time goes on, and and the amount of people who are around who yeah. who were there to to watch him as a player, or even to to see him in his later guises around the football club, gets smaller and smaller. And, yeah, and, absolutely. And how you kind of feel about that in terms of, you know, how that well, legacy will go on? Well, it's the circle of life, isn't it, Mickey? It's the circle of life, so it's inevitable. But can you imagine leaving that legacy? I mean, we're all here for a certain amount of time and then sort of forgotten. He'll never be forgotten. And um, how ama- how absolutely amazing. But, of course, he lives on through me and then my daughter. Um, and he will just become part of the history books. But I think also having done this story, I feel really proud that that, that will be part, because it is a lovely synopsis of his life in pictures with music. And so that will be there too, as, as well as the, the statue. But I think what I also talk about is that the, the, the love that the, the, the supporters have, and I think, as, a, as I said, the best in the world, <laughs> I think that there's a very big element of it being a family club. You know, and I get a lot of people that say to me, my granddad used to take my dad and then my dad took me and then and then they get the stories and it's sort of handed down. And I think that that I think I hope will always continue. So it means that the guy at the top of it, which my dad is pretty much up there, 
will always be in, in people's stories. And, you know, it, it doesn't just stop at, at an age because I think he's done enough to, to leave it that, that there, everybody will remember him still. That's what I love so much about football as well, is it is such a family affair. And it's nice yeah. that not only do those sort of personal stories of supporters that have followed Wolves their whole lives and so have their parents and their grandparents, but actually yeah. sharing those stories as well, the different generations of Wolves players that there have been. And of course, Billy Wright will always, always be a name that's mentioned in those stories. It's, uh, it's, it brings it's really, everyone really together as well. It really it? does. It, it really does. Together. And I had a funny story, and this is just one of the things. So I always say to people, Message me on my Twitter page. Message, send me stories if you have any. I love to because it brings dad back to me every day. But this one lady phone, uh, messaged me and she just said, she said, my mother, I've got to just tell you, she said, my mother was in love with your father. And I thought, oh, hello, here we go. What's this? <laughs> oh, no. this story I haven't heard before. And she said she, he was, she was the complete, you know, she used to work in Beatty's in Wolverhampton. And the, the, the lads used to come after training sessions and they used to have a, a sandwich and a cup of coffee uh, in Beatty's. And my mother was so in love with your dad and she got to speak to him one day. Anyway, she said, it broke her heart when he married your mother. Oh, no. <laughs> she was destroyed when he married my mother. But little things like that, how adorable, you know? That he was sort of a bit, not a sex symbol, that's a ridiculous word to say, not like, but he was a, what <laughs> They call it heartthrob. Heartthrob, that's the word. That's the word. Not the word. Heartthrob, but you know, I think he did a couple of adverts. One for for um, what was the one for? I think Ovaltine or something like that. And the Cream, no, Brill Cream. It was one for Brill Cream and one for sort of boots. None of that aftershave stuff where he was standing looking sexy or anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, What's the tattoo in sight? It's funny you mentioned though on the adverts thing because I uh, I wanted to share this story with you that um uh, a little bit before lockdown because of course the, there aren't a huge amount of of the players from that era no. that are still with us sadly and I got the absolute privilege to go and meet a man by the name of Bobby Mason yeah. who was a, a relatively young player towards the end of of your dad's career but was part of the team that kind of won the title I think fifty nine mm-hmm. and um and we were in his house. And he, he had, a, as you imagine, there's all the kind of trophies and things that he's won. And in amongst it all was this kind of strange little figure. I think it was like a Bambi or something like that. It was a strange figurine in amongst all these football trophies. And I said to him, what's that? And he said, Bill gave me that. He said he, he'd gone to something, whether it was a, 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 a an event advertising thing he was doing or something, yeah. at, you mentioned Beatties, anything that's kind of that. And it had been given to him as a promotional thing. And he'd basically taken it in and said to, said to Bobby, you've got young kids, haven't you? Here, oh, have this. And, and I think it, it's such a limited edition item. I don't think it was ever on sale. I think, and he said basically he'd looked into it and found out some more detail about it. That it was basically, it was in pride of his collection in amongst all the things he'd got because it came from your dad. Oh, do you know, see, that's moved me to tears. Everything, every little story, no matter how you think it's maybe small and irrelevant, is huge to me. And But that was dad, you see. That was dad. He'd give his cats away like confetti. Absolutely. You know, the, another, another funny story is um, we, we were getting ready for school, my sister and I, and we mum was getting the, the pat lamps ready and knock on the door, and it was our milkman, Dave, and he was standing there with his little son. 
And he said, Billy, I'm so sorry to, to, to bother you. He said, but is there any chance that you could just take my little lad around and, and show him your, your, collect your caps, you know? So we're getting ready, frantic to get ready for school. And he said, of course, you're coming, coming, come in. So we, we took him, he took him into the trophy room. It sounds very grand, but it just was a room, but it was full of trophies. And, um, and so he showed him around and he gave him his time. And then, of course, mum's getting panicky, saying, now, Bill, you know, it's fine, you've got to get to school. And he said, yep, yeah, OK. And they reached into the cabinet and pulled out one of the cats. And he said, here you go, Sonny. Take that one as a memento from, from me to you. And I remember mum kind of going, Bill, Bill, you're a bit angry with him, really. And she said, that's your children's inheritance. <laughs> And he said, oh, don't worry, love. He said, I've got hundreds of them. (laughs) (laughs) But he didn't have a member at the end because he he just, you know, he was so generous of heart. He he just, to make somebody happy was more important to him, you know. Oh, that is so lovely. He sounds like he was, you know, he lives up to to every story oh. I've ever heard. He sounds like such a such a lovely, lovely um, man. I've got one last question for you, Vicky, before we talk a little bit more about the show that's happening um, next month. Um, how much? I mean, we we know that Wolves meant a lot to to your dad and to your family, but how much does the club mean mean to you now? Oh gosh, it means everything to me. It's a very, very strange thing. Even seeing that that little badge on on your, your chest <laughs> gives me a glow of pride because that, I feel that that was dad, you know. He and and so I support them. God, I support them. I come up and see the games when I can, and and I'm always watching the you know when they're when they're on TV, and and follow the team. So I yeah, the walls mean mean so much to me now. And there's something again magical about that place. My sister and I went up there when they played Hungary, actually. We thought we should be yes. there when Dad played Hungary. Gosh, if you look up that match and the history of, of that was a big deal, that match there. So we went up to be part of it again. And um, But, you know, everywhere, just everywhere you go, it there's nothing. It's, it makes your t- spine tingle, doesn't it, with, the, with everybody? There's just, it's, it, feels, it feels like you walk into, into another world, really. And I think everybody forgets. I hope so anyway, but the, all the bad things that are going on in the world. And for that, just a couple of hours, everybody's everybody's friend in that club. And they all, no matter winning or losing, they're still all behind. Them. So for me, it, it represents something really special in my life. Yeah. It is a truly magical place. We all we all absolutely love uh, being at Molyneux. And yeah, we're so, so proud to be able to have one of our stands, of course, named after your father and the statue at the front. He's always going to be such a massive part of, of the club and its and its history. Um, so for anyone that's, I mean, I, I'm really excited now. <laughs> like we've got like a real like snippet here of some of those stories that you've got that you're going to be revealing to us in this in this show in October. Um, tell us a little bit more details about the show. What's the dates? Where's it? Where's it happening? What can people expect? Okay, well, I've, I've kind of said enough about what to expect, really, but it's it's at the Prince of Wales Theatre Cannock. Mm-hmm. It's on October the 20th. Kickoff is 7.30. Um, there's going to be, well, it, it's just going to be a wonderful evening, a one-off evening, really, to remember. And every, everybody that came to the last one just said that was so special. And I'm not, I sound like I'm bigging myself up. I don't take the credit for it, really. It's, it's dad's, it's dad's life story. And then, but it's also the Beverly Sisters. So it's, it's not just football. The women love it too. Cause ladies have said to me, Oh, it's so lovely because the love story and, and what he was like as a dad. So you get that, that element of it as well. Plus we get question and answers. I've got some special guests coming, some surprise guests that are lovely that, that got memories of dad. 
Um, um, and then Bobby's done a question and answer, so everyone can ask any questions uh, that they want to. Afterwards, we're going to have a little uh, meet and greet so that we can meet the people and, and have pictures and selfies and, and hear the stories, you know, that people have got. So it's just, a, it's going to be a really lovely night. And um, I, I just love it to be a sellout. I, it would really make me chuffed. And there's only about 90 to go. So... Can I say how they get the tickets? Yes, how do, how do we get tickets? Yes, absolutely. So obviously there's a box office number, um, which I haven't got, which I should have, but I haven't got it and I don't know it off heart. But you, I think it's only between 10 and 2 you can get tickets from the box office. Yeah. Um, but if you go onto my Twitter page, um, which is Vicky Wright, still hold the name, carry the name. So Vicky Wright 5459 so Vicky Wright 5459 then there's links there and you just click on the link and it goes straight through to the box office you can buy them or if you just google the Billy Wright story I, I think it comes up up there as well and, um, and I'll, I'll be easy, eagerly watching the little blue boxes go away oh no it sounds like it's going to be a fantastic evening so 20th of october at the prince of wales theater in cannock you can get your tickets through your twitter page or by calling the box office directly and before we go today we've also got a little surprise for you haven't we vicky is there a bit of a competition as well we have we've got a competition i love a competition (laughs) so you know you've heard of the wonderful beverly knight Yes, of course. Right, so you know she's a Wolverhampton lassie. So she phoned me and it, it blew me away. I got the phone call and I don't recognise his number. And she went, oh, it's Beverly Knight. I've met her once. And she's oh, so amazing. gorgeous. Yeah. And she phoned me and she said, oh, I'm so excited you're doing, you know, your dad's show again. And I said, yeah, yeah. She said, can I help at all? I was like, my goodness, Beverly, what do you mean? And she said, well, she said, I've done something. She said, I've bought a couple of pairs of tickets for you. I'd like to donate them. So if you do any competitions, you can give... Um, two free tickets plus um, passes to get into the VIP meet and greet, which oh, means amazing. that you'll get to, to to come and meet me and Bobby and, and have a real laugh and a glass of Prosecco and books. We'll sign a book for you and have some selfies. And, and so that's that's all going to be if you if you tweet, tweet in yes. with an answer to a question I'm going to. Yes. So Vicky is going to reveal in a second the all important question. If you think you know the answer, then there'll be a tweet on my Twitter account at Jem Frith, on Vicky's Twitter account and on Mikey's. And you can just respond to our tweets and we will randomly select uh, one of the people that gets the answer correctly to win this pair of tickets and the meet and greet. What a fantastic prize. So Vicky, what is the all important question? Okay, here's the question. So I'm sure you remember from the history books, that Wolves won the FA Cup in 1949 and Dad was the captain of that team. And wow, was he proud of that. My question is, who did they beat? What team did they beat? Big question. If you think you know the answer, then reach out to us on Twitter and we will randomly select one of the correct answers to win that fantastic prize. Thank you so much, Vicky, for offering that prize up. That is that is fantastic. And thank you to, to Beverly as well, Beverly That's Knight, for, 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 you, for Beverly. offering Big that shout prize. Shout out to Beverly Knight. Love her. Love that woman. No, it's really, really fantastic. But thank you so much for, for joining us today, Vicky. It's been so, so lovely yeah. to speak to you and hear just some of those stories. But we have only just scratched the surface here and there'll be so many more of those at the show in October. So if you don't manage to win a pair of tickets off the back of this, then make sure you go and buy some through the box office or on Vicky's Twitter. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. We well, will thank you. And I'd love you and Mikey to come too. I'd love to see yes. you in person. Oh, we would love to be there. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. As soon as you mentioned Prosecco, we were already right there. <laughs> 
in the diary. <laughs> we're Glad already we're already clearing our calendars. <laughs> yes, hopefully Lovely. we will see you all there. But until Smash next it. time, goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye bye.